Hi, welcome to Diversity in the D. It's season three, episode 11. My name is Donna, and this is my co-host. And today we're going to start you off with some interesting stuff. I'll let Eastside Live start us off. So today I'm going to cover the case of Kevin Amos. Amos, sorry. So this is season three, episode 11, as as she is explaining to you guys. On December... 29, 2002, Kevin Amos, 19, lived with his parents. It was a frigid winter. Then thin layer of snow covered the Michigan ground. So Kevin decided to go visit his girlfriend who stayed in an apartment complex in Saginaw. While at the complex, Kevin dropped by Patrick Martin's apartment for a drink. Patrick was 32 and shared a two-bedroom basement with his roommate tanisha williams who was 20. patrick introduced kevin to tanisha and she and she poured two glasses of crown royal on ice with on ice for patrick and kevin patrick had already been drinking most of the day patrick patrick's three children were watching tv in their in their bedroom and patrick and kevin were hanging out drinking so tanisha headed into the kitchen while in the kitchen tanisha heard patrick arguing so she went into the living room where she seen patrick hand, hands were were bleeding and kevin and kevin bleeding from his mouth kevin what? kevin wore braces and patrick punched him which made kevin's hand raw and cut and cut it open. Kevin ran into the door. Kevin ran into the door, but Patrick yelled to Tanisha to block his way. So she did. Patrick was a big guy. He he outweighed her, so she only she only weighed a hundred pounds and five foot seven. And Patrick was six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Patrick drug Kevin into the love seat. Patrick into the love seat in the living room where he pistol whipped Kevin until he was unconscious. He then he then stripped Kevin Kevin's neck. He then stripped Kevin naked and was kicking him in the head and genitals over and over again. Patrick cousin arrived at the apartment at the point of Tanisha was terrified and was trying to plan an escape, but she was she was barefoot and she knew she would not be able to get through Patrick and his cousin. She began yelling at she began yelling. That's when Patrick grabbed her by her collar and picked her up and slammed her against the wall and pressed her pressed his fist into her neck. Patrick was concerned that Kevin would would deflate so he got the trash bag and he got the trash bag and duct tape. Patrick held a gun to Tanisha's face and and told her, "Get down or lay down." Tanisha Tanisha knelt on the floor as Patrick told her to wrap the tape around Kevin's head. She knew she didn't have a choice but to do it. What Patrick said in March of two thousand and three, Timothy. Watson was fishing along the Cass River 
when he discovered Kevin's body, a plastic bag was found in his mouth. That's sick. And he had two quarters of a stomach. That's fucking sick. Patrick A. Martin, who was 40 when he was finally was finally sentenced, he was convicted of first-degree premeditated murder. He received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. His cousin, Terrence L. Shepard, was 34 and received the same sentence as Patrick on March 24, 2011. Tanisha, who was 28 at the time of sentence, was sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison for second-degree murder. She pleaded guilty to she pleaded guilty to an exchange for testimony against Martin and Shepard. The prosecutor dropped the first-degree murder charge. Tanisha was the only one of the three that apologized to Kevin's family. Then, one day after Patrick was sentenced for Kevin, he was sentenced for another murder of his girlfriend, Deborah Cuckler. Sorry about that, guys. Deborah Cuckler was found dead in a garage of her Dean Street home. Patrick and Deborah was dating at the time of Patrick called 911 to report her death. Authorities said Deborah was beaten to death. The 911 call was placed at 2.15 a.m. on June 22nd. Patrick said his girlfriend was bleeding and unconscious in the garage, but Deborah was was dead when the police arrived. Her autopsy reported confirmed that she was beat to death. Patrick pleaded no contest in Deborah's murder. His plea was used as a mission of guilt for sentencing. In addition to his life sentence without possibility of, for, of parole for the for the Amos and Cuckler murder, he is also serving two, 22 to 50 years for, for robbing two people at a 7-Eleven in 2009. So he was just all the way bad. So he was just a minister of society. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who raised him? Man. <laughs> okay, the next case I have is the murder of Monisha Simmons Ross. On March 1st of 2019, Monisha, Ariana, and Patrick and the kids had just came in from running errands. It was late when they had gotten back about 9 or 9.30 p.m. So they ordered pizza and started giving the kids a bath so they could start getting ready for bed. As they waited for the pizza to be delivered, Patrick got into the shower, and Ariana and Monisha smoked some weed in the living room. Monisha was several months pregnant by Patrick. Monisha had gotten upset because she had purchased a gun a couple days before, and Patrick had taken the gun from her. They already had previous arguments over this, but nothing too serious. Monisha noticed Patrick had taken the gun in the shower, so she went into the bathroom to confront Patrick. Ariana said she heard Monisha saying, Give me the gun. You ain't going to rust my gun out. But Patrick was ignoring her the whole time. The pizza man arrived and Manisha answered the door, but Patrick was standing right behind her with the gun in hand. And it made the delivery guy very scared. Things calmed down and Ariana was trying to fall asleep when she heard Patrick and Monisha arguing. Manisha told Ariana, your brother's tripping. He's trying to leave with my gun. Monisha also told Patrick he wasn't leaving with her pistol. Patrick told Monisha, yes, I am fitting to leave with your gun. Watch this. Then that's when Ariana heard a shot. 
She then saw Monisha laying on the floor. Patrick walked outside the apartment and was sticking his head back through the door, Ariana said. He was staring and looked like he was going to cry. Ariana locked the door as soon as Patrick shut the door. She was scared. She tried to call her mom, but her mom didn't answer. She then called 911 begging for them to come and help. Ariana said that day her brother left the group home for people with mental illnesses. Since he was released from prison in 2016 where she believed his mental illness stemmed from. He was acting paranoid all day after Monisha and Ariana had picked him up after getting into a fight with personnel there. He was trying to leave the apartment with a pistol because he thought a man was outside, she said. In the early morning of March 2nd, police seen Patrick walking and arrested him. They found Monisha's pistol near the area where he was arrested. Patrick Martin Jr., yes, I said Patrick Martin Jr., which is Patrick Martin Sr.'s son from the first case, 29, was charged with single counts of open murder, assaulting a pregnant individual, causing a miscarriage or stillbirth, felon possession of a firearm, witness intimidation, as well as three counts of felony firearm. He's also charged as a third offense habitual offender. He was sentenced to life in prison for his murder and is currently in St. Louis Correctional Facility. Wow. When they say the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Right. So his father is already in prison serving life sentence. So he goes and kills his girlfriend over a gun. And now he's in prison. Yeah, he's in prison. He, he, I, I guess it's the it's the worst of both worlds because the son was even more was more reckless than the daddy. He got numerous accounts. Well, the poor, his girlfriend was pregnant. Like, how are you going to kill a girl that's pregnant with your baby? If he did that, that crap in front of the, the girl was his sister, right? Yeah. So if he do that, then he did not. Hey, look here. I'm, I'm, I, I understand. There's a lot of people. Shout out to y'all people out here with mental illness. It's a lot of people, but a lot of people try to run with that. It's nothing wrong with you. You just sick. Let's call it. Let's call it spade a spade. Well, when they went to court on the case, his lawyers was trying to use the mental illness plea as they usually do, and he was deemed fit to stand trial by psychiatrists, you know, psychiatrists and stuff. And then like the medical examiner said, like the way that she was shot, it was meant that she was shot. He was trying to say he did it on accident. Yeah. So it's just a sad case because you know, she had other kids besides the one she was pregnant with and they were in the home too. She don't have to kill that woman because you, because you just, because you just buku crazy. And that's that's the crap, and then that's why a lot of people try to try to stand trial for that. That's not going no more. All that mental illness crap, man. Y'all want that junk on somebody else, man? They know because they that's when they bring in the professionals that know. Like they're not buying that. They know that you you sane enough for your actions. And his sister testified against him in court. You know. Well, hell, if the daddy did that. So no wonder why the son would do that. He he the the, the son was he turned to a damn uh a minister society. So the apple don't fall. The apple the damn whole tree fell down. <laughs> right. Who knows how many more kids he got out there? And it's, hopefully they're saying. Well, hopefully, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they all probably have a summer jams in prison together. <laughs> right. I hope they ain't letting him and his dad be together in prison. Well. 
the thing is about that, you tough with a gun out here. You ain't tough in there. Ain't no guns in there. Yeah, they don't like child killers in prison. No, they don't like one. They don't like. I right, look. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all some real crap. You harm women and kids. You you like you like the person in the you like the person in in the doggone river, bleeding out. Them sharks gonna them sharks gonna get you, cause they don't like none of that. So I don't give a dog on what you had going on out there. You don't got no guns or prison. They gonna beat you. They gonna beat you. And you gonna be somebody's girlfriend. <laughs> That's what you deserve. Yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna go on to our local news. And this one's just sick to me. Another sick story. Johnny Peters was convicted in 1987 of fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct. Eight years later, he was sent to prison for uttering and publishing. In 2013, the police were contacted by Genesee County Health Department to report a significant increase in young men testing positive for HIV. They were able to track information back to Johnny, who was infecting sexual adult partners with HIV knowing he had it but wasn't telling them. Johnny was charged with a felony for sexual penetration with an uninformed partner and sent to prison for seven years, which I don't think is a long enough sentence. I wish this is all for Johnny, but Johnny did not stop here. He was released and he decided to change his name from Johnny to Deshaun Cole. And in December of 2020, Johnny, now Deshaun, went to a community event and made a connection with someone who had a 15-year-old family member. The adults bonded over a common birthday. The friendship grew over a two-month span, and the adult allowed Deshaun to take the 15-year-old family member to a basketball game. On the way to the game, the first sexual contact contact happened. Deshaun pulled into a business and aggressively sexually assaulted the team. Then they went to the basketball game. The next time Deshaun saw the team was at a dinner. Then after dinner, everyone went to a bowling alley on March 1st. And Deshaun would sexually assault the boy again. On April 15, 2023, the 15-year-old boy was brought into the police station and it sparked the investigation. Police learned Deshaun had a podcast and they said he used it to groom his sexual targets. On one of his podcasts, Deshaun wore a Nickelodeon t-shirt and talked how he wouldn't let any other child be cold and uncared for like he was during his childhood. They also viewed text messages between Deshaun and the 15-year-old teen. In the text message, Deshaun told the 15-year-old teen, Listen, don't even worry about that. I'll give you money. You buy your own. Have time for games. You should have called me. I'm trying to take care of you. I'm not playing games. I'll give you money. You buy your own PlayStation. Whatever you want. But you got to do your part. Then he said, Call me. Deshaun had a secret password protected file on phone found by forensic investigators. Based on evidence on Deshaun's phone, police believe there are at least two other people, adults or children, that had sexual contact with Deshaun. It was not made aware that he was HIV positive. This is just not a case of criminal sexual contact, conduct to juveniles. He's also intentionally infecting them with HIV. Thank God Deshaun Cole is currently in jail and facing 12 felony charges. Those charges include knowingly engaging in intercourse with the intent to infect an uninformed partner with HIV, criminal sexual conduct in the first, second, third, and fourth degree, 
accosting a child for immoral purposes and child sexually abusive material. Investigators say more charges against Deshaun Cole are likely. That is just so sick. I think that I think that people that knowingly willingly know that they have that. That's a death sentence. I mean, it's a death sentence within it within itself. So, like, you should should get life or the death sentence for that because you're gonna because you're gonna take somebody's life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know you gotta live with it, why would you make other people live with the same thing you have? Like, you know what HIV can do to people. I mean, I know it's not full blown AIDS, but but it can turn to it. Yeah, and it's like, and especially young kids, like yeah. That's the worst part about it. It's like you're a grown ass man and you're going after young ass kids like that have their whole life ahead of them. And now they're going to have to live with this disease because you, you want to be a pedophile. It's just, it's just a, it, and then it depends on how strong their immune system is because that, 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 that crap destroys your immune system. Yeah, it's just sad. And then using your podcast to lure in kids like podcasts. That's premeditated murder. If you ask me. It's premeditated murder because they're gonna die from that. Yeah. It's no if and the buts because shout out to my cousin. I'm not gonna speak his name, but my little cousin died from that crap. Yeah, that's sad. Destroyed his whole immune system. So listen, that's 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 bull crap. They need they need to do better with that. On uh, all the time in the world, um, I think that that's when the death penalty should should start to set in because. You giving them a death penalty, yeah. So why you should face the same? You should face the same facts of that. Like that—that's just crazy. This knowingly willing, you willingly knowing that this is what you're doing, and you're doing this on purpose. That's premeditated murder because they're gonna die. So eventually, that's gonna be a murder charge. So that's premeditated because you know. Yeah, it's just sick though. Like, it's sick. You can tell he's just a really screwed up person. To be doing us to kids and to adults also. Like, if they knew that's a that's a slip on them. If they knew that he had this, he was never supposed to be released from prison. Most people that have that that's in prison, they not get no release date because they know that they can't get rid of that crap and they gonna come affect somebody else. They not letting them go. Yeah, that's why I said his first sentence of seven years after they knew that he was intentionally already giving it to people after his first sentence, like. What we spoke about the last time. Our 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 justice system need to do a little bit better. A lot bit better. Yes, they do. Because this is getting out of hand. And the next case I'm going to bring to you guys is an unsolved case. It's about Jessica Phelps. On a warm summer day in July 1st of 1997... Jessica had just returned from shopping and going to McDonald's with her mom. Her mom decided to take a shower while Jessica played outside. And this little bit of time is when Jessica went missing. The Phelps in the community gathered for candlelight visuals. There were TV interviews and newspaper interviews. Jessica's mom pleaded for her safe return. But Jessica was never returned home despite all the search efforts put in by local, state, and federal investigations. Searching was called off on July 11th, 1997. Jessica's case was featured on America's Most Wanted, but still no signs of Jessica. 
In April of 1998, on a Genesee County road in Atlas Township, a road cleaning crew discovered her skeletal remains under grass of, off of a dirt road. The clothes she had been wearing was found near her remains, her pink and blue shorts and white top that said, I love ballet. Jessica's, Jessica's case was handled by several investigators over the years. They have followed up on many tips. Hundreds came in after it was featured on America's Most Wanted. A tip was received that Jessica was taken by a man in Tawas. When looked into, they found a girl that looked like Jessica, but after examining the girl, she wasn't Jessica. Jessica had a cavity this girl did not. Changes in staffing at the Flint Police and an endless flow of new homicides limit time and energy investigators investigators they spent on Jessica's death. In 2013, Cronzo, a cousin of Jessica Phelps, made a Facebook page to try to bring attention to her case. Jessica Phelps' case still remains unsolved to this day. If you have any information, please contact Flint Police at 1-810-237-6945 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-SPEAK-UP. For more information on this case, please visit Joseph's for Jessica Phelps' Facebook page. That's wild, man. And I'm just, I'm not I'm not knocking the parents, but why is it always the parents is doing something and the kids are out? It's like, it's, it's never, I was out there with my kid and this happened. The parents ain't nowhere to be found. You just send your kids out doing it's dangerous for grown grown folks know it's dangerous for them. You just leave your kids, it's like go out, I'm gonna do this, you can go out. It's crazy. So I'm just trying to figure out a lot of this don't make sense to me. I'm not bashing nobody. Please forgive me if anybody think I'm not bashing nobody, but it's just a common theme that just constantly keep going on that don't make common sense. Well, like we always say at the end of the street, there's a curb and the, at the house at the end of the street the kids are always running the street no parental supervision right i know one day one of the babies are gonna get hurt and i hate to say it yeah or get snatched because the parents are just too busy i don't know with their thumbs up their ass to be watching these kids which really just aggravate the shit out of me and then where's child protective services they is never around to save these kids that can be saved because they don't save the kids that they need to be saving. They failed on that. So you're going to fail on this because the parents are damn sure failing. So if you got two failing, how is it going to work? And so many babies are losing their life and getting and getting snatched, never heard from again because of poor, poor parenting and poor help from the state. They called and they come take your damn kid if you're a good parent yeah. or try to take your, or try to take your kid or any damn thing else. So uh, you just let your your whole family, your whole family of kids is playing in the street. They ain't nowhere to be found. Like you just said, it's plenty of people around there plenty of people see this and nobody call it. Or do or is it y'all don't give a damn. It's more paperwork. Y'all don't want to do that. Y'all wanna sit on y'all hands in them office, get paid, just do crap, bunch of junk. Them jokers crazy, man. Yeah, well, there's got to be a, a better system in place. There really has to with kids in the state and 
just parents in general. They got to start from the. We got to start from the top. Top. We need to get somebody that's that that that's gonna that's gonna stand on business for every damn thing. Yeah. Definitely. Because all these old people and all these and all these sex offenders can't be trying to run our world. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, and it's getting sicker and sicker with, you know, just with these kids coming up missing, especially during the COVID era when these kids were locked in this house, being homeschooled with these abusive adults and stuff, and nothing was being done. Mm-hmm. So because they thought because they couldn't be out doing the crap that they want to be doing, some shiesty crap. Mm-hmm. Them jokers ain't right, and then they take it out on them kids, and then all, all these kids have to do. It should have been. It should have woke the world up because that, that 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 crap with that with that one girl from the King Homes. That 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 she she's a she's a disgrace of a mother ever. That 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 joker she went she went viral all over the world. That should have woke up the whole nation. If this sick, if this sick, you know what. Can, can kill her babies and put these babies in that and live in the house with them babies in that damn freezer for all this time. The whole world should have been awoken by that because that's that's bull crap. Mm-hmm. And then she said she would do it again. I wish a I wish a mug I wish a mug would. If I was a judge, I get ass death and I extradite your ass <laughs> just to give you that. Yeah, hell yeah, I send your ass somewhere. They got the death penalty. Go fry that fry that. That that three old folk, get that mofo up out of here. It's just the world's just getting worse and worse. It it makes me wonder why people even want to start having any more kids to bring into this damn corrupt ass world. It's it's crazy. Yahweh, Jesus, whatever y'all want to call him, he will be back soon. Everybody must pay the must pay the price. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else you wanted to say? I want to say shout out to y'all. Y'all the best in the world. Keep it going. Y'all let us know anything y'all want us to cover. Just hey, drop it in. You know, my baby, she gonna put it together. She's one of the best to do it. So you know, I just go with her, and we here for y'all. So anything y'all, urban legends, unsolved crimes, anything, anything, just anything, just. Even if it's- stories ghost stories around the hood or something like that let us let us know my baby my baby will get y'all and we we really appreciate y'all keep it going baby we love y'all okay and i just want to say thank you to all our listeners we really appreciate you if you like what you hear please don't forget to subscribe like follow and comment we're also available on the following platforms amazon music spotify google Podcasts, youtube and more our Facebook page is Diversity in the D, and our email is diversityinthed at gmail.com, but it's spelled D-I-B-E-R-C-I-T-Y-I-N-T-H-D-E-D at gmail.com. Thanks again to our listeners. Without you, there's no us. And happy 4th to everybody. Happy A. Have a safe and blessed holiday, too. Everybody stay safe out here now. Yeah, don't be out there drinking and driving. No, please don't. With no phones in y'all here. Yeah, that new law passed. And protect these women and kids. Brothers, let's stand up. And be careful with them fireworks. Please don't. You guys have a great week. Till next time.